Alchemist in the making would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people as the traditional owners of the land which this podcast is being curated and produced. We'd also like to pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people who may be listening in on our conversations today and celebrate the continuing connection to land and waters. As we are here today to listen and share, we hope that this will inspire everyone who is listening to dedicate a time and space to listen to our First Nation people's stories, for it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hi everybody, welcome to another season of Alchemist Podcast, which is an extension of the blog Alchemist in the Making. I'm your host Kimberly Hoth, an architecture graduate and a writer who is interested in architecture's intersection with anything and everything. So this season of Alchemist Podcast, season four, Hero Phenomena, is actually inspired or a dedication to all the essays that I've written for my blog in the past and I thought it would be nice just to explore some of those topics, especially that they have been quite pivotal in the way I've made my decisions as of now. So beginning this season, I am joined by Estina Zhang, who many of you may remember from our conversations about working overseas. And today we will be navigating on the topic of passion, which I think is quite an important one to talk about and that not many people do like discussing or find very comfortable discussing. (laughs) But before we begin, Estina, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself. Hey everyone, I'm Estina. As many of you may know, I went to architecture school with Kim and in my past life, I was in architecture. Um, But currently, at the moment, I'm a UX and product designer. So this is actually our second recording because our first recording was pretty much of a warm-up for the both of us given that it's been ages since we've started doing all the recording and talking again. And the reason why I have you on board is I'm pretty sure for the both of us, we know that when we talked about whether we're being passionate about architecture that has been always one of our main conversations whenever we hang out together also through last season when we had Will Chu on and he talked about how he that you have to be really passionate to stay in architecture I remember you were agreeing with him on that and then on top of that when I had Daniel Moore explain to me about his perception of his colleagues being passionate about architecture or hearing about other colleagues talking about architecture literally have consumed architecture media it made me think about our impressions of what it was or what it takes to be passionate about architecture as well so I think it is important to start the season off about that yeah with this topic I think the word passion comes up a lot especially well for me as someone who's moved out of the architecture industry now I uh do connect with a lot of other people that have moved from architecture to UX and into digital. And I think it's funny because, um, yeah, like when I heard that episode with Will and you guys were discussing how important it is to have that passion in architecture, um, we were having that conversation around why that is the case. Personally, I think maybe it's because of a gap in expectations between an undergrad and architecture school versus Mm -hmm. what it's really like job hunting and the type of work you do starting out as a student of architecture. Yeah, I think like going back to perhaps like if we look back to the origins of us getting into architecture, 
for me I went into architecture school kind of on a whim or semi into architecture <laughs> because I did want to go into fashion but I kind of got directed or reorientated to go into architecture and I think it took me a while to realize I really do like the profession like obviously back in first year I couldn't imagine myself being anything else so I know that I would stay in architecture but seeing my other classmates who talked about a lot of uh, architecture theories as much and they read a lot about the architecture related essays and all and that wasn't my life and so to be seeing that I think that was my definition of what being passionate about architecture is like I even had a friend who when I who I met on Melbourne Open House because we were volunteers back then and he would take me around to all these buildings and he would just start explaining a lot of the things <laughs> that he really likes about it. And I think that was the first time where I was like, oh my God, this person's really passionate about architecture. Whereas I don't even know if I am. So I don't know about your experience. But yeah, it felt really intimidating when I first like came across people who were really enthusiastic oh, about yeah. it overall. I know exactly the kind of person you're talking about. I have a lot of friends that like that and I think sometimes I become that person as well um, when I'm just walking through the city with a friend and pointing out the history behind certain buildings or the type of material that is in a facade I was just stopping and staring at a building for way too long <laughs> I think <laughs> that whole thing about living and breathing a topic um, living and breathing architecture sometimes really becomes what flags someone as passionate at least in our eyes for you and me do you think that would put a bit of expectation or at least pressure on the person like for you when do you think you became passionate about architecture in general well you were speaking about when we first started uni and you wanted to study fashion um Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of pressure on us as 17 18 year olds to be deciding what career we want to head in for the rest of our lives essentially (laughs) and i i for one definitely did not really know what i was getting myself into all i knew was that i wanted to do something creative and so Mm. i chose architecture because there were so many other kids also like drawing and i I thought it'd be cool to design buildings (laughs) as a teenager (laughs) but definitely when i first got into it I, i didn't know anything about following architecture, news and media, um, definitely was not that interested in learning about history and theory. That was definitely my least favourite class in uni, but (laughs) alas, it was a compulsory class. Yeah. Makes sense. But really, I think I found my passion to learn and continue studying architecture actually after I graduated Mm -hmm. from uni. So after I finished my undergrad, I, I started working to try and see what I was interested in in the world of architecture instead of diving right into masters. And I found that it was during that time when I was perhaps working on projects that were a bit more dry and technical um, Mm -hmm. that I thought back to the times in uni when we were doing a bit more conceptual work and maybe why we were doing that, maybe what the tutor's intentions were when they were giving certain feedback or certain tasks. And Mm -hmm. For example, with urban design, I I didn't really understand all the different manifestos or approaches to designing public space, for example, until Mm -hmm. I did get that chance to travel a bit and look around and compare different cities and how different things are designed. Um, I think when I saw how what we were learning in uni was actually relevant to me and the world that I could experience, um, that's when things started making sense and I think I found my passion for architecture and urban design. 
I think it's also like that break away because as you said you started you realized that you became passionate about architecture per se is when you kind of stepped away from that intense environment as well mm-hmm. because I personally think in uni for me to say that I'm passionate about something I feel like I need to balance that out with the way I act upon it so again through the lens of my uni self and then comparing myself to other people a big mistake but I think that's what everybody does Mm -hmm. when they first start out it's like for me it was I don't think I was reading enough if not talking about enough if not listening to the contents enough and so that didn't make me feel like I was passionate enough but it was only when I started doing other things so as somebody who really likes writing when I felt like there were things I wanted to discuss the best way for me to do it was to just put it in words and all and that slowly grew into something that I really liked so it was more like an overtime thing which was quite nice and there were moments where it did feel like I wasn't passionate enough because I don't think my actions were strong enough but yeah as I say like similar to you probably when I left that intense environment as well as you know not seeing people yeah you actually see it as being something that can be enjoyable and not just stress and assignments Mm. actually I I hear a bit of a pattern or repetition just then in your explanation on how you came to be passionate about architecture it was a lot of am I doing this enough or am I passionate enough am I studious enough And I think a lot of times we want to be labelled as passionate or being seen as passionate by other people. Mm. But really, what are the rules? Like, where did this even come from? I'm just thinking about whether it's also the dedication to the pace because it is... I don't know if it's because the type of work that we do... Because our profession is quite a visual one as well and that, therefore, when you do the pin-ups, the usual physical pin-ups that we see... And therefore you're asking yourself like how did a person get there and sometimes you it's it's of course a combination of different hard works and such but it's also that drive and that momentum to get you to that point as well it's like are you pushing yourself enough and all and I think that kind of folds into one thing because I think the way we thought about being passionate about something used to be very black and white and like in mm-hmm. our first conversation that we had or very surface level yeah it does feel a bit like that at times but I think the more we look into it there's definitely the good thing the good side to it and then also there's somewhat negative qualities to it so then as we talked about you know in hustle cultures and one of them you know how as you said like turn your passion into work and such and that I think sometimes that makes us lose sight of what we are or perhaps an identity because I think passion is one way of finding yourself or at least try and identify yourself into one thing but I don't know if that was your perspective towards it well I I don't think that throughout any of my architecture career design career at any point was I trying to fit myself into a box of yes I am passionate about design it just it was just something that came to be Mm -hmm. and I think going on that topic of what we saw as passionate was sometimes quite surface level it was a lot of am I researching something enough am I well read Mm -hmm. enough am I good enough at something to say that I'm passionate but I think that passion has a lot to do with spending a lot of time on something because you simply enjoy it because Mm -hmm. you want to do it you have a drive to do it 
and no one's really pushing you with a due date or saying that you must do something. And a lot of the time it involves a lot of deep thought as well, which is why I think we were speaking about sometimes we see these surface level indicators that someone is passionate about something. But for ourselves, we only felt that um, we could say that we're, we're passionate when mm-hmm. we've gained that knowledge and spent a lot of time exploring a certain topic. And I think it doesn't necessarily have to fall in line with what you do as well. It could be like an external hobby and such. I think um, to simply put another one of the arguments that convinced me somewhat to switch from fashion going towards fashion and then towards architecture was more because the way my mum observed it was that I wasn't somebody who was passionate enough per se about fashion I wasn't so into you know understanding the history of things you know like following indoor and then therefore I was going to architecture but then I realized that after studying architecture I still do love looking at fashion but it was more later on where I could just freely talk about and be really enthusiastic about it as well Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean I am completely enthralled in it per se so it's not necessarily oh I don't know how to word it but (laughs) ah don't know lost my train of thought I think we are talking a lot about how passion ties into your work but maybe what we want to say is you don't have to be passionate about what you're working in Mm -hmm. I think nowadays it's a bit popular to say, yeah, like you, you should turn your hobby into your job and you won't really be working a day of your life. Um, there's also a culture of wanting to hustle and what are you doing outside of your regular nine to five commitments? Mm. Maybe it's something completely unrelated, but at least like for your case, you're also, you know, got your architecture blog, got your architecture podcast, mm-hmm. doing writing as well for architecture. Um, and I think sometimes there's a bit of pressure that we put on ourselves to have mm. to go out of topic from all these different angles to show that we really do have that passion and drive. Yeah. I think it's also like to say that sometimes it's okay to separate yourself completely from being completely passionate about your job as well as setting some time for yourself as well. Because again, mm-hmm. going back to the whole identity, I don't personally don't want to be completely consumed by architecture. Like I still find myself sometimes pretty bad for me to say this like I try and stay away from architecture media as much as I can only visit it sparingly just to avoid myself from feeling burnout because I think sometimes there's that intensity to like something so much that it can turn you away from it I feel like sometimes in architecture we're in our own bubble um Mm -hmm. we're talking to other like-minded people who are following the same news as us um, you know, in our off time, also reading up on different magazines, on Instagram, following the architects, on YouTube, watching Digest as well. I think it's definitely important to have that off time to explore other professions, even like other topics completely unrelated to what we're working in. I think that off time is so important just to let our brains rest, but also to see the world from a different lens as well, because not everything yeah. is about architecture. Not everything is about our job. that is true and I think it's it's something I wish that I was kind of being told when I was in uni as well just like it's okay for you to have a separation and a break and therefore you're not completely I guess you're not pressured or at least you don't feel like it's mandatory that you have to stay in it 
as well. I think that is, I don't know if it's, that's also part of the studio culture that's attributed because going again, it's like, you know, how people have all-nighters and all, and then that wasn't for me because that, A, that is not healthy and I do not Mm -hmm. promote it as well. And, but I feel like for other people, that was the expectations they set for themselves. For those who are studying architecture, like, it's not that it's not everything oh it's oh I wouldn't say it's not everything but it's more like just know that it's not an overnight instant thing for you to suddenly be like yes architecture is everything (laughs) it's more of take your time and slowly find what you want because even now even though now I'm working in an architecture firm which I really love but I'm still yet to realize the other intricacies I'm really into so I don't know what I want to be excelling in so Mm -hmm. what type of genre do I want and that's still there's still a lot of time for me to figure that out for sure I think with career for a lot of us it's definitely a work in progress like going to where the the genesis of this conversation when it comes down to people saying you need to be passionate to work in architecture to have a career in architecture and I think it comes down to because when you're first starting out the pay really isn't that high And when you realize the journey to maybe becoming registered or having your own studio to then do the things that you want to do is actually so Mm -hmm. long. I think that's, that's part of the reason why people say that you need to have passion. It's sort of a bit of a mix between determination, resilience, and also um, really loving what you're doing because in the beginning, it's really not that easy. And I think the same can be said for a lot of different careers and different industries as well. And Mm -hmm. one thing we don't really talk about so much in high school or in uni when you're choosing your courses is how normal it is for your career journey to not be linear. Um, For me, for example, I thought I would, you know, do my undergrad, postgrad, find a job in architecture and eventually get registered Um, as I went through architecture school. (laughs) I realized that maybe that wasn't really for me. Partly could be attributed to my lack of passion, maybe a bit from burnout from architecture school. But also I was just thinking to myself, is this really what I want my career to be? And sometimes Mm -hmm. that doesn't always boil down to passion. We have to factor in, you know, your financial situation. What are your financial goals? What kind of lifestyle do you want to lead? Um, Because in different industries, the time you need to spend at work can be very different and the mental energy you dedicate to it can all be different. As you said in your introduction, in your past life you were an architect, you were working in architecture. How do you feel about your job now in comparison to how you were when it comes to architecture? Yeah, I'd maybe like to rephrase that question to do I enjoy my job more or do I feel more fulfilled? Because yeah. when I was first making those steps out of the architecture industry, it was because I felt like there was something a bit missing from my job. I wasn't feeling that fulfilled from what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think what was missing for me was a bit of pace between design, understanding why I was working on something to actually seeing the impact and creating an mm-hmm. impact. Um, And of course, for architecture, it takes so long for a concept to then become constructed, um, approved, constructed. And along the way, there's so many different constraints and things that could go wrong. It can honestly like take years from 
when you design your first building to when it's actually built and you see people using it. Which is one of the reasons why I chose to move into digital where things are faster paced, the stakes are a bit lower in some cases. So yeah, I can say I am definitely still passionate about architecture, but I'm also passionate about my new career. Um, yeah. And I think it's very interesting and I'm excited to be going to work every day. Yeah. And for me, that's enough. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what my career path is. But I think as long as I am taking a step in the right direction each day, then I'm happy. Then perhaps it's one way of thinking of not saying that we should always use passionate because for me, one of my pet peeves is using that word in cover letters, especially when I'm writing for my for my job applications. It's like, how do I demonstrate that I really do like what I'm doing without having to say that I am? Like, show me you're passionate. Don't just tell me you're passionate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am doing a lot of things to it, so I'll let I'll let the latter decide <laughs> whether it's useful or not. But I think something I would like to let people know is perhaps it's not necessarily saying passionate, but perhaps substituting it for other words because one of the things that I really liked in my conversation with Daniel this is this was off recording um and we were discussing about our dedication to it and he said some people have that passion for it because they were driven to do something so as you said earlier on it was about getting registered um that trajectory of perhaps owning your own studio and then moving up to have more responsibilities and then there are some people who are drawn to it so it was the support of other interests that I think that led me to become more interested in architecture. So if I didn't, per se, like if I didn't write as much, then perhaps then I wouldn't be as into architecture. Or <laughs> if I didn't, if I haven't interacted with other people as much, I think they also help foster that growth for it as well. So I think as much as sometimes it's good to remove yourself from that type of environment it's also good to be partially immersed in it so then therefore it just helps you decide whether this is going back to season three if this is what you wanted <laughs> at the start and such yeah like for example I was saying that I think I found my passion for architecture funnily enough when I was actually working in architecture mm. and that was the time when I was trying to decide if I even wanted to stay here yeah. um and yeah during work I was immersing myself in the profession with news with my peers that you know when they switched off we were still talking about work <laughs> um and I finally saw how it was relevant to me but at the same time while I was becoming more passionate about architecture it didn't equal that I wanted to have a career in architecture mm -hmm. it helped me understand more about or maybe grow my interest in what I was doing at the time yeah. but at the same time I had to ask myself is the lifestyle of an architect something that I wanted um, exactly what did I spe want to specialize in and if I was working in that job is that really what I wanted and the answer was no which is why I did make the decision to move out and I think sometimes we're a bit afraid to give ourselves a label of I'm passionate about architecture or I am yeah XYZ. Um, one thing that I think is funny especially now that we're in lockdown everyone's been starting to use Strava um, everyone's starting to run. <laughs> um, and I feel like in the beginning, I felt that I didn't deserve to have this label of 
I'm a runner because I'm just a casual person that runs maybe two kilometers on a lazy day, maybe five on a good day. But I felt that I, did, I couldn't call myself a runner because compared to all my other friends that were running 20 kilometers or 10Ks every single day, um, how can I call myself a runner? <laughs> mm. And I think this comparison um, does apply to what we're speaking about in architecture because um, a lot of what we've been speaking about, can I call myself passionate about my job? It comes from a lot of comparison to other people or people we look up to in the industry or maybe our peers. Mm. Um, and I think that we don't really need to give ourselves so much pressure. Mm. You can honestly like say you're passionate about something or you're not and it's completely up to you to give yourself that label. Yeah. And I think apart from that label, when you were saying about changing jobs, because evidently there's a lot of factors before making that decision as well. Um, perhaps probably an off-topic question, but I think did it? T- I think it took quite a bit of courage for you. Would you say it took a bit of courage for you to move, or was it just that you real? It was that sense of clarity. <laughs> Definitely did take a lot of courage. Um, <laughs> it took me three years of thinking about: is this really right for me? Um, and still working in the meantime, because I wasn't sure if I was letting go of something really great. So yeah, there definitely were a lot of like high stakes involved, but I decided to go for it anyway, because yeah, I was thinking about it for three years. If I didn't try something else out, when was I ever going to do it? And I felt like the stakes were just getting higher for me. The other thing I would say, it's more like I would rather regret something I have done than something I haven't done because... I wouldn't want to spend my life just thinking of all the what-ifs as well. Mm-hmm, just thinking for about sure. it. I think but. we're all sort of going through life trying to find what it is that we really want to do, uh, what makes mm-hmm. us fulfilled, uh, what makes us happy. I would like to also say that sometimes you can't always be happy, but you can be content or be proud of the things that you've done or just... And be able to look back and be at peace with yourself to an extent. So those are just some of my thoughts to it as well. Anyhow, we'll keep this episode short today just because there's plenty of ways to talk about or to discuss whether we're passionate about something. And I think in this case, in the context of architecture, you can be. But at the same time, it's not an overnight thing well at least my opinion it's not an instant thing it can be instant for some people but for a lot of people I think it does take a bit of time and there are nuances that you've still yet to figure out or I've still yet to work out in terms of where my passion for architecture lies and that's totally fine we're all on our own journeys to find what really fulfills us and what we're passionate about Mm -hmm. but to wrap things up Estina Do you have anything you'd like to add? That's a bit of a broad question. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll first summarise it first. It's like passion will definitely change over time. So for me, it's more like there are things in the past that I wasn't really into and then now I am starting to become very, very into. Like film photography was one of the things I didn't expect myself to fall into. Definitely. But... I'm gonna but that doesn't necessarily mean that I will turn it into a part of a side hustle or some sort it's just something that keeps me going and be able to bring a different perspective into my other interests yeah and I think passion can 
definitely just be the way you feel about something. It doesn't need to be a full-on commitment like your full-time job. Um, mm-hmm. I like to think of passion as a bit of a hobby on steroids, <laughs> but perhaps <laughs> a more serious way of saying that you're into something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. And as always, do you have any social handles that you'd like to share? Yeah, you can find me on astinazang.com, um, where mm-hmm. I also have my LinkedIn, Insta, YouTube links, where I have my one YouTube video a year. So stay <laughs> tuned for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And on my end, as always, please follow us on Instagram, which is Archimist in the Making, all in one word. And please subscribe so then hopefully we can reach the ears of other people. But in the meantime, please stay safe and we'll see you for another episode. Bye. Thanks.